Hello, I'm Taylor DeSormo, the sports editor of Central Michigan Life. I'm Andrew Serma. And we're here today talking about some of the latest in Team Life sports, or in Central Michigan sports. So here's uh-huh. kind of a preview. We have the midseason report cards for men's and, basketball, men's and women's basketball teams. We're going to be talking about lacrosse, which is actually starting to get going this Sunday for the first time ever in CMU history. Yep. We're going to talk about National Signing Day for the football team, which comes this Wednesday. Yep, A little third. bit about some uh, water the water donation. Yeah, uh, we'll, the outcome. We'll give you the number, how many people. The outcome that they, the total they raised, the athletic department raised. Definitely. And then finally, we'll also talk about the Jack Scoog track and why we don't have any track meets at CMU this year. So where do you want to start, Andrew? Uh, let's start off with basketball. Well, let's just start off saying that Central Michigan sports went 5-0 and over the week. Nope, oh, I'm sorry. 4-1. and 4-1, actually. I take that back. 4-1. and one. Uh, Wrestling dropped the Sunday meet uh in Ames to Iowa State. They did win earlier in the weekend. They did, and did. they won the MAC one. I guess we'll start with wrestling. And um, Tom Brelli's team rolling in, in the MAC. Uh, they won, won their last couple dual meets. They beat Northern Illinois on, fr- excuse me, Northern, Northern Iowa on Iowa. Friday. Um, traveled on Sunday back to, over to Iowa State. Took the loss. Iowa State was coming off uh, losses in. At Oklahoma and I believe to Oklahoma State. Her top ten teams, yep. So uh, you know they they were due for a win, and Coach Brelli's team, you know, probably a little weary from travel. Um, mm-hmm. So t- CMU right now is six and four overall, mm-hmm. three and one in the MAC. For these other teams, uh, we'll, we'll go more into the men's basketball about each yep. position and whatnot. But for just wrestling in general, if you had to give them a grade, what would you give them, Andrew? Uh, I give them a B. A B. A B flat right now. Um, B flat. We're doing music now. Yeah, I know. I say just a, a straight B right. um, because I will, am a little weary of their heavyweights, um, their upper weights from 180, uh, what is it, eight, 184, um, the, the 190, oh, what is it, 197, and then the heavyweight. Uh, they tend to drop the last three matches, and um, Brent Fleetwood at the 125 has struggled. He's young. They're, it's a young team, mm-hmm. but um, – I think that if it wasn't for that core of Heffernan, Haran, Ottinger, um, they they'd be struggling and a lot they'd be in a lot worse shape than what they are right now. So correct me if I'm wrong. They go in the same order every week, right? Starting yep. at the lightest, going to the heaviest. Yep. It seems like CMU gets behind a little bit early, yeah. takes like a 12-9 lead every time, and then just doesn't score again. And it must be those heavier weight guys at CMU that really can't hold up. Yeah, I mean that's what killed them against Michigan just recently, and it was. And same with Iowa State. Same with Iowa State, but mm-hmm. in, in particular at Michigan, Michigan are, isn't necessarily known for the, for their upper weight play, but CMU was a 12-9 lead, mm-hmm. 12-9 lead going into the last three matches, and CMU dropped them all. Yep. Um, and two of them was by technical fall because the score was getting so out of hand. That's five extra points for Michigan, and it, it score looked a lot worse than it was because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, um, one of the guys that's been doing really well is Mike Ottinger. Yeah, he's a been a surprise. Cool, a good feature story about him uh, coming out in today's paper, actually, on oh, Monday. Colin Logsdon with, with uh, the reporting. Yeah, there. check that out. Actually, he lost this weekend on Sunday for the first time in seven <laughs> Unfortunately. matches. Unfortunately. Right but, when we, we, we publish, of course. He, he loses. But but it was uh, definitely check out the story about him. He wasn't a very highly recruited guy out of high school. All of a sudden, he beat the top uh, wrestler in the country, regardless of weight class, yeah. and that put him on the map, really. Class that guy, too, really. Really cool story. So really, with, really good guy. So there's wrestling. I agree with your B. Maybe I even go with a B plus. We'll have to see yeah. where they can go from there. Don't get me wrong. They've been really good. Mm-hmm. They've been really good, but I just think that they could be a little bit better right now. With this, this Tom Riley team, well coached, could be a little bit further along. 
All right, gymnastics. They're seven and zero, two and zero in the MAC. One, they're rolling. Yeah, they're one of. They're rolling. I believe they're the only undefeated team. Last week we said that, but actually Western was still undefeated. Looks like Western's taking a loss though now. So Central's the only undefeated team in the MAC. They their score went down a little bit this week, but they had a bunch of nine nines or above four or higher. Um, so if I had to give them a grade, I would probably give them a solid A. They, yeah. they haven't hit that 196, which is their goal every time they go out there. Yeah. But they're. They haven't lost yet. It, really, with the gymnastics, though, it's not as much about the wins and losses. It's more about the score. So they need to keep improving. They've had some injuries, Kiki Petzl being one of them, uh, being out for the season, unfortunately. That's, yeah, it's a tough loss. Um, but they're definitely a good team. They have gymnasts who can step up, and they're kind of they, – this week they had a lot of high scores, but then they also had took a couple falls. So they had to take some 9-2s, 9-3s to count towards the overall score, and you, you never really want that. So, um, no, um, But I, I agree with the A. I think that they're Central's best team. Um, really? I, okay. Oh, yeah. I think that they're Central's uh, maybe one of the strongest programs we have here at CMU. I, I don't pa- know the the past couple years. Yeah. I mean, so, they've been pretty strong. Definitely. So, switching over to women's basketball, we have the Chippewas, who are all of a sudden 7-2. and two. Everyone thought this would be a down year with Crystal Bradford gone. 7-2 and two in the MAC, 13-7 and seven overall. They've won their past four. Wow. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, yeah, they're who saw this coming? They're they're playing ball. Um, the past couple games, it's been something else. They turned a switch, and they've they've come together as a team. So they they've had a lot of blowouts, right? They've blown out Akron. Yeah, they've yeah. blown out some teams, but then they also had yeah. a close one against Western, right? But yeah, you were there for that. Yeah, and you know, I think that might have been the turning point as of late. Is well, actually, I want to go back even further a little bit. Okay. And, um, so the Western game was this past Wednesday. CMU. Like one fifty three to fifty one, a huge late shot. It was. It. I want to go back to to the loss at Buffalo. The loss, okay. The loss at Buffalo, the sixty seven sixty one loss at Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was the turning point. That was a close loss to a good Buffalo team, mm-hmm. and it, it was late in the game where you know that that score is even closer. That sixty seven sixty one score is even closer than what it shows. Um, and I think they took that loss to heart and they came back out and they, they started a, a run. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Cassie Breen's getting shut down, def- you know, defensively. She's not getting her shots off. The scouting report's kind of getting out on her. Uh, Presley Hudson, kind of, you know, she's still she's still playing the game, but I w- the freshman, <laughs> the freshman, are, they're they're doing their thing. Mm, definitely. Um, so, what grade would you give them? I would probably give them an A minus right now. An they A minus. Their worst loss in the MAC is by six points. The other one came to yeah. Ohio in overtime, and Ohio is actually in the top twenty-five in the RPI. So yeah. they're not too shabby, and it was on the road at Ohio. So I don't think I, – A- minus might even be kind of harsh for this team. Yeah, I mean, they're halfway through the MAC season, and they're 7-2. They're and two. Yeah. I mean, and, and Sue brought that to our, the media's attention and uh, the, the presser after the, the Miami game. Mm-hmm. Was that this team is 7-2. and two. They're, they're starting five is all underclassmen, and they're, you know, they're just they're – they rebound like no other team Sue's had. They are accountable, Sue says. Coachable. They're coachable too. That yeah. you know, that's one of the biggest things. Mm-hmm. So they're seven and two right now. Really, they're second place in the MAC. The only team above them is Ohio. I think when you get into that MAC tournament, you want to be that two or three seed, so you yeah. don't have to face Ohio and until the final at the at the earliest. Um, Ohio's gonna be tough to take down, but with this Chippewa team, I think they're they're probably the next in line right there. Even after just narrowly beating Western at home a couple couple days ago, yeah. I think that's gonna be a good one. So I got an A minus. What are you giving them? I give them an A. Eh? I you know and if they keep trending upwards but you know, if they don't stumble uh, they're gonna be a very tough out 
okay. coming, uh, you know, MAC tournament and maybe even the NCAA tournament. Speaking of winning streaks, the men are on a three-game winning streak. The they're, men ball. They're five and three now in the MAC. They were two and three at one point. So a little, little scary early on, but now five and three, 12 and nine overall, um, tied for first in the MAC West. What would you give them? Men's basketball team, I'd have to say, the whole season or just past month. Let's give me the whole season. I'm gonna say B minus. B minus. Okay. B minus. Why is that? Uh, I'm. That, that's a tough thing to grade too because Fowler was out for a good part of that. Mm-hmm. Coming back, he wasn't himself. So that's tough to grade. But they just this team should have. Should they should have, they should have won more games. Yeah. Obviously, last year they we came more into games. the year simple. and said, "Oh, CMU is going to be crappy. They're going to be terrible." Then they all of a sudden they competed and ended up being one of the best teams in the MAC this year. Everyone's expecting to be really good. Yeah, it kind of speaks to the parity of the league. You never know who's going to win and lose on a given night. It's really cliche and really coachy, but yeah. I think it's true for this men's league right now. They're they're five and three. NIU is also five and three in the West. Uh-huh. In the East, it's Akron and Kent State, both of whom Central Michigan plays this week. So it's a big opportunity. Kent State has two injuries in the past week, foot injuries to some starters. That's a huge loss. They're going to come into uh, Mount Pleasant on Tuesday. Yeah, I don't, they got Tuesday Kent it, State, and then they go to Akron on Friday. If Fowler keeps playing ball, yeah. like he has been playing, I mean Fowler put twenty seven down in the twenty one in the first half. Twenty one in the first half. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what what happened in the second half. Yeah. He, but uh, still, he, Fowler looks like Fowler again, and that's crucial. Um, Braylon Rayson's playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he he has 2,000 career points on his mind. Yep. Every, John Simons is also about to break a record. He's Simons. almost about to be the the make the most three-pointers in CMU history. I think he's about five away. So he's yeah. going to get there. I want to say Breen over on the women's side is uh, less than five away now. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. So men's team, they're, they're – 3MU. So you get him a B-. minus. I'm going to give him a B. Obviously, the expectations were high, but they're they're really not giving up. They're storming back. They have that senior leadership this year after kind of really experimenting last year. Yeah. I'm going to give them a B. Do you think that they're going to compete in come March, or are they just – are they a favorite? I don't know. Where would you put them in that? It's tough to say. i got to see a couple more games with Fowler. i got to see if he's actually back to, you know, leading the team, leading scoring, driving, facilitating, mm-hmm. like, to the ability he can. Um, and he's going to be huge because our big play uh, – Fowler makes up for the lack of it. I yeah. mean, we our big play has gotten better, but we don't have a dominant center that can just get us that that quick two. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we need Fowler to get us that quick two. But I mean, you have guys like Rayson. What yeah. what Rayson alone? What what would you grade him? I mean, he's got to have an A for this year. He's been dominant. Been spectacular. Most, there's maybe an A minus because he's had some games where he scores three points or two points or whatever. But at the same time, Braylon Rayson is has really stood out as maybe even the best player on this team right now, except for Chris Fowler, maybe. Um, Fowler has the ability to, to go off, too, but Fowler likes to drive it in racing. When he gets hot hitting those threes, you better you better just tackle him. That's the only way you're not going to let him score. Biggest disappointment on that team? Biggest disappointment? Um, I would say the bench right now. Obviously, yeah. they lost Blake Hibbets um, before the year started. Um, they, had to, they didn't really replenish it as much as you'd kind of hoped. Right now, it's basically Durant Scott, who sometimes has a good game, sometimes doesn't really show up. Yeah. And then you got Kaczynski, who is the same way. Last year, he I feel like he showed up even more than he is this year. But I agree. I mean, you got the starters who are doing their jobs, but you need those at least two bench guys who can can you can count on to get you points. Austin Stewart has been like when he goes on the port court, it's like, oh yeah, I forgot he didn't graduate. <laughs> I saw him in practice today. He was knocking down three after three after three. I'm like, all right, 
if we can see this in the game, if you can mm-hmm. let those starters just take a breath and get back on the court, like that's what they need. I think the bench is probably maybe the weakest part of this team right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I you got a, what was your grade? You said B minus, and I said B. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That'll be good. So that's the men's basketball team. We got some interesting games coming up Tuesday and Friday. We'll definitely keep you up um, on that. Meanwhile, we got some interesting lacrosse stuff going on. Their first game in program history is a Sunday at U of M. Yep. They usually play uh, those women's lacrosse games at the big house. And that would have been pretty cool. But being February, they're playing at like Ooster something. Ooster Bond. Ooster Bond. He's the Michigan guy, right? Ooster Bond. So yeah, um, that'll be a good one. We'll definitely have some coverage on that. Make sure you're following. Uh, oh. We'll, we'll be there. We'll also have some future stories coming out on Monday and whatnot, and, and a little bit of a preview on Thursday. I think that's pretty exciting, though. I don't know if there's another uh, women's sport that we could have added besides maybe hockey that would have been ex- as exciting as lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Um, no, they're, they're going to be adding a lot more women's sports. Uh, I want to be shocked to see women's tennis or swimming. Mm-hmm. How yeah. r- rivalry. You never know. They we have, never know. They said they're going to add some more, so we'll right. have to keep into that. We got to keep rolling through here to, to hit our time limit. But signing yeah. day, signing day is this Wednesday for the football team. Um, what are you expecting out of that? Is this something that sh- fans should be excited about, or is it just another day? Well, hopefully they don't lose anybody at you know at the time limit. Hopefully maybe they pick up a couple three stars, uh, you know, or maybe a gem in the rough. Maybe someone gets dropped at the last minute and CMU swoops in and picks them up. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I don't know of any surprises, though, yeah. uh, coming up. Check in our podcast from last week. We talked about some of the bigger names, the Edwards brothers that may both mm-hmm. be coming here. Also, um, our quarterback, uh, Tony Poljan. Tony Poljan. So there's some stuff about him. He's definitely coming to CMU. So it'll all be official come Wednesday, and we'll have a lot more coverage on that, too. Yeah, we'll be at Hunter's Ale House for their definitely. signing day party. Yeah, that's 6 to 9. I think that's open to anybody. Also, we're going to yeah. be talking to Bono at some point, too. So I'm excited to see kind of what's going on with that team. You, you can't really win games, allegedly, in February, but you can definitely kind of get something to get your, your program can, can win in February. Excited, yeah. So no, Your pro- program can win. Signing day will be good. We talked a little bit about the water. So we had mm. um, people donate water. Um, come to the women's and men's basketball games. I think you even come to something earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. Donate cases of water. And I think that number is 7,248 bottles total were, were donated. It's pretty impressive. Which is really impressive. That's going pretty to Flint for the, their water crisis. Um, Jasmine Harris talked a little bit more about it, how it was um, – she really just wanted to help some of her friends out in Flint. Um, it's really a, a cool story that these, these Chippewas are, are doing something to benefit people, not even really in our community, just in the state of Michigan. Yeah. I mean, like, we're all in the mitten. Yeah, that's, well, that's what Sue says. We're all from the mitten. And there's actually been a couple different initiatives we got going. There's the Hoops for Hunger game right. that they had earlier in the season. Uh, Keno Davis had some tennis shoes on, raising awareness for Coaches Against Cancer. Co- coaches versus Cancer it is. Yeah. So um, there's a, we got a story up on, online about some of those different things yeah. that, that the Chippewas are doing, which is really cool. you you got to love when your team is not just winning on the court but giving back off the court. Yeah. Another thing that's great is CMU Greek Life is actually going to donate um, for their Greek Week. They're going to Good. the Derek yeah. Nash Foundation. Which I think is just—it's great. I talked to Mama Nash uh, and the family mm-hmm. um, and during the football season at before the Toledo game. You did, yeah. They're the right. most gracious people. They really are. Um, yeah. And I don't know Derek personally, but it's a good cause. I, I did. I was able to interview yeah. him a couple you, times. Yeah, you were. And a very humble dude. Um, he he just wanted to be on that field for the Chippewa, yeah. and he was, he was a diehard. So to be able to give back to something that's going to help um, people like him is is yeah. pretty special. Um, Fine. Finishing it off, Jack Skoog 
Scoog. Tell me who Jack Scoog is. Sarah. Jack Scoog. I don't know who Jack Scoog is. Who is, is he? The head track, the head track coach. No, he's not the or, head track coach, but that's what the track is named that's after. That's what it's here. named after. He uh, used to be a runner at CMU. Okay. He was, I think, he was in the Olympic trials. He was doing Scoog. something with the Olympics. So, um, but the problem with with the Jack Scoog track is no one wants to run on it. I heard for two different reasons. One I heard okay. was it was too bouncy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was too soft, so there were slower times. Absorbing the energy. But then out. what was reported by Anthony Cook, was it? No, it was actually Ryan Warner. Ryan, Ryan Warner, Warner yeah. reported it. Um, it's the, the angles. The way it's set up angularly, they're too sharp. Or yeah, I think it's a 200 meter 200 instead meter. of 300. So the I gist wonder if of that's the story, an economic thing. I don't know why they did that. Um, the gist of the story, though, is that um, usually every year we have this Jack Scoog meet yeah. here at Central Michigan. Um, it gives people a chance to come to meets and watch their their buddies their roommates whatever it is um family yeah coming down to watch your kids but the problem was with this jack scoog meet um there's no one wanted to come to it this year yeah no other team wants to run here even our own runners said that their times are always slower there and that it's just uh it's not as good as when they go on the road so they'll go to notre dame they'll go to eastern michigan they'll go oakland wherever it is Basically, just so that they don't have to run on our track, and no, no one will come here for a meet either. So it's it's kind of depressing. It's hard to report on a, on a program that doesn't have any representation here ever. Yeah, I don't I don't get to go see the track team. Yeah, or just even just see them at all, hear about them. Yeah, so it's kind of depressing. Here. They actually they didn't do too bad this uh, this past weekend. They were in Saginaw for the Jets Pizza Invitational. Actually. Ah, um, they didn't have a team scores, but they had won ten events. So you can check out our story yeah. online for that too. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of depressing that they're not able to, to have anything here, although the players do have to kind of facilitate that, so it's maybe a little less work for them. Yeah. But still, uh, uh, no no Jack Scoog meet this year. Now I'm wondering if the athletic department's looking into what they can do to get some get some track meets up here again. Definitely, you yeah, because, I mean, you, you'd love to have some representation every yeah. every year. Even the volleyball, they wanted to have like a tournament every year, and that's what they started a couple of years back, the Central Michigan Tournament. I forget the exact name, but yeah, um, they sure. just want people to come here. They want people to get excited, and it's hard to get excited about a sport when they're never home. Yeah, so no home field advantage for sure. <laughs> Zero. No home home, Zero. Whatever, home track advantage, whatever you'd like to call it. Um, so that's about it for Maroon and Bold. Unless you had anything else to add, Andrew. No. Um, did we say anything about Mike Gallick, volleyball head coach? Mike Gallick is the new volleyball I had head to coach. Make quick, quick mention. Uh, yeah, we he had was, a good story about him. Yeah, there. he was introduced on Thursday. Um, really nice guy. Got a young wife, so Michigan State former associate head coach. Yeah, for he was there for eleven, 11 years. Eleven years. That's a long time to be an assistant or associate head coach. Yeah. But uh, he graduated from there. Uh, played volleyball out in, on the West Coast. Really nice guy. Yeah, definitely a guy that wants to get to know the community more. Just kind of yeah. like Bono is what people kind of think of as the, the example of someone trying to get to know the community. Yeah, but I think young. we're gonna get to know him more too over time. So it's gonna be a, an interesting thing to have him around. Uh, new coach. Lots of drama going on there, so we'll stay with uh, CM Life for anything uh, volleyball coach related. We don't, who knows what's going to happen next. So yeah, it's it's a situation, all right. It is, we'll but see. um, definitely we're gonna keep you in the loop there. That's about it for Maroon and Bold. That's um, all I got. So I'm Taylor DeSormo. Make sure you tune in next week. This is Andrew Serma. Also, we got later on. We have a, a podcast also by uh, a couple other sports guys talking about. Uh, national sports. So they're going to be talking about Calvin Johnson's retirement, which is CJ. pretty sad. We got a story up online about that, too. Also, they're going to be talking about some Super Bowl prop bets and maybe some yep. of the weirder ones, and maybe uh, maybe they'll even be picking them. I kind of hope that we uh, we have some analysis on the, the coin flip or why. Here's one. Why the Gatorade 
why is the orange Gatorade favored over the blue Gatorade to be dumped at the end? Sheesh. Even though the blue team, which is the Panthers, is favored to win the game. I don't know. What, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychologist. So, yeah, interesting stuff. Make sure you tune into their podcast. We're uh, gambling, man. For sure. Um, and that's about it here from the podcast room. Thank you for listening. That's all I got.